called Fall in Love with God. Fall in Love with God. And I hope that as we've been going through this and we've been going through God's Word, that it has prompted you to really truly evaluate your walk, to think about where you're at, to make sure that that flame that once uh, was hot, red hot and, and passionate, that you're making sure you're cultivating your relationship with God. If we're not careful, just like our earthly relationships can grow stale and stagnant, if we're not careful, the same is true with your relationship with God. That doesn't mean that you're not saved. It doesn't mean that you're lost, on, that you got saved on Sunday and lost on Tuesday. That's not what that means. What it means is that just like your relationships with family, with friends, with your honeys, with your boo, whatever you call them or those, uh, regardless uh, of, of, of how much that, that passion was once there, if you're not careful, it'll wane. It'll fade. And so if that's true of our earthly relationships, then you have to understand it's got to be true then in our spiritual walk as well. And so I hope and pray that through this sermon series that has caused you to make sure that you're just as passionate, that you're just in love with God, and that you're showing Him gratitude and that you're, you're being grateful for all His blessings and you're, you're truly aware of His presence in your life. And so with that being said, I, I invite you to open your copy of God's Word to the Gospel of John chapter 14. John chapter 14, we're, we're really going to focus on two verses this morning. Two verses out of John chapter 14. And I'm going to invite you to stand. It's one way that we show reverence for the reading of God's word. John 14. For right now, we're just going to read one verse. John 14 and verse 15. This is what it says. And this is Jesus. If you love me, you will keep my commands. If you love me, you will keep my commands. Simple but profound. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, speak to us through your word. Move in us through your Holy Spirit. God, allow us not to just go through the motions. Don't allow us to just sit and soak and sour. But help us today, Lord, to be changed. Help us today, Lord, to make decisions that will improve our walk, that will cultivate that relationship, that will bring us back to those days when we were more passionate, when we were closer to you, when we were aware of your presence. You're always there. You have not changed. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's us. It's us. We are the problem. We have changed. And so, God, we acknowledge that to you today. We confess it to you today. And we're looking forward to what you're going to teach us and what you're going to do in this place. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Just one verse out of John 14 there in verse 15. That if you love Jesus, those who talk the talk ought to walk the walk. Hello, somebody. That those who say that they love Jesus, there ought to be evidence that they love him by the way they live. In other words, listen to this. Our love is proven by our obedience. Now, I know as Baptist, cantankerous, 
rebellious, independent. We, a lot of times, struggle with this idea uh, of, of surrender and submission. Uh, and I know that some of us struggle with that because we like control, perceived control. Well, here's the problem with that. Jesus said that, that those who, who give me lip service, those who say, I love you, Jesus, if they're not obeying him, if they are not following the commands, then you could take the reverse of that scripture. He says, if you love me, keep my commands. So if you're keeping the commands, that is evidence that you love him. And the reverse is just as accurate, just as true, and sometimes it stings, I know. If you're not keeping his commands, then you don't love him. Oh, Brother Chad, you done gone to meddling. You done getting all up in my business. This is hard. It's a struggle. I try. I try really hard. Okay, now watch this. If we just took that one verse alone and left it there, there's a lot to dissect. But obedience is evidence of your love. It doesn't mean you're saved by following the commands, by the way. You know what it means? It means you follow the commands because you are saved. <laughs> doesn't mean that following the commands gets you saved, gets you into heaven. No. It means that because you're saved, you willingly submit, you willingly surrender, you obey. And because you're saved, then you follow those commands. You love God, therefore you obey God. You obey God because you love God. Now, if we just had that one verse, and we just had only that to go by, that's enough. But in the very next verse, in the very next verse, he tells you how it's going to be possible to follow his commands. Because I know what some of you are thinking. I've been trying, and it just ain't working. See, the, the problem there is that word, I. I've been trying. You've done what you can. You've done what you've tried. All right, the very next verse, so go back to your word. John 14 and verse 16. John 14 and verse 16 is the key. He says, if you love me, in verse four, uh, 15, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Verse 16 is the key. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. That counselor is the Holy Spirit. You and you alone cannot be obedient. You, of your own initiative, will fail. You, even on your best day, will mess something up. Am I the only one? <laughs> but that's you. The Holy Spirit has been provided because Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he'll give you a counselor. I'll, he'll give you the Holy Spirit the third member of the Holy Trinity, one that's not talked about a lot. He is there for you. He is that guidance. He is that counselor. He is that comfort. He's there. He's available. And yet you're trying it your way. You're trying to obey and follow the commands by doing your part. And if that's if that's if that's all, then every day you're gonna get, you're gonna feel like a failure. You're gonna feel like you failed miserably. You're gonna beat yourself up, and then one day you're gonna say, "What's the use?" What's the use? Miserable, wretched. You'll, you'll have that overwhelming feeling of guilt. And the whole time, the Holy Spirit's giving you the lifeline. Come on, come on, come on. Quit relying on self-help and receive the Holy Spirit. Quit relying on your way 
and go with God's way. Stop relying on your own abilities. That's a great memory verse that some of you have been working on. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And what? Lean not on your own understanding. See, your own understanding has caused you to stumble. Your own understanding has caused you to fail. Your own understanding has caused you to try, 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 but fail, fail, fail. But in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your path. Verse 15, if you love me, you'll obey me. But verse 16, and I'll ask the Father. I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another counselor to be with you forever. So listen, don't tell me how much you love God. Show me. <laughs> don't tell me how much you love God. Because it will be evident in your life and in your obedience. Like the old stubborn husband one day, his wife was really feeling hurt. And uh, she just really felt like uh, their marriage wasn't what it needed to be. And she said, now honey, we've been married 25 years and I'm just wondering, do you love me? And he said, oh, well, yeah. Real convincing, right? <laughs> real romance, a guy. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. And she said, Well, you just don't ever say it. You don't ever tell me. He said, I told you 25 years ago at the altar, I love you. And if anything changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> don't tell me you love God. <laughs> Show me. It will be shown, revealed through action. We've been talking this whole time about falling in love with God. And we've talked about how love is not a, a word. Love is not just a feeling. Love is action. Love is expressed through action. Our love and actions are connected. If you love God, then you'll obey God. You obey God because you love God. Do you see the connection? Now, don't get it twisted. Like I said, it's not easy. On your own, you'll mess it up. On your own. You'll feel miserable. But Jesus said, I'm going to ask the Father. And he's going to provide you the ability to do this. You are not alone and ill-equipped. He goes with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So acknowledge the Holy Spirit's role in this in your life. And quit trying it by just through your methods, through your means. There's, there's going to be times where you are under a great struggle, great temptation. In those moments, you need to say, Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. You need to say, you need to say, I, I'm about to mess this up. I, I acknowledge I cannot do this. In those sweet moments, in, uh, in those struggles and in those moments, there's something sweet about calling on the name of Jesus. And I don't mean in vain, and I don't mean uh, in slang. I'm talking about you are facing a struggle, and you In those moments where the temptations or the struggle or the trials come upon you so hard and you feel beaten up and you feel bruised and battered, you feel you feel abandoned by friends and by family. Sweetest name I know. There's something about that name. There is power in the name of Jesus. 
there is power in the name of Jesus. So in those moments and in those struggles, you are not expected to do this by yourself. You are not expected to do this alone. You are given a comforter, the Holy Spirit who is there with you. One of the most frustrating things in your job and in your career or even at school is when you are given an assignment and it's really not explained how to get from point A to point B, uh, like any math problem with me. But anyway, when it's not clearly explained, well, here's the task and you don't understand the, the, how to get from point A to point B and you sit there and you really feel like an idiot because someone, namely someone in management that gets paid twice what you make, doesn't walk you through how to get from point A to point B. And that's frustrating. It, am, I the only, am I the only one that has that kind of job? Okay, well, anyway. So in those moments, I try and find a coworker. I try and find someone else that has done that same task. And this is what I say. How do I get from point A to point B? And they show me. The Holy Spirit is with you. If you, if you are a Christian, if you've asked Jesus to come into your heart, the Holy Spirit is with you. He's right there. You have to acknowledge him, and you have to say, Holy Spirit, like I go to my coworker, I admit I don't know how to do something. Now, some of you aren't willing to do that. Some of you aren't even willing to, to admit that you don't understand the task at hand. You don't understand the situation. And so you fake it till you make it. But you've got to be willing to admit, I, I don't know how to do this. I've never done this before. I don't, I don't understand. And it's that acknowledgement where you say, Holy Spirit, I've never been here before. I need you. I need you to help me, guide me, get me through this situation. And he's faithful. He's faithful. He remembers his promises and he cannot break them. And so that divine source of power that we've been given through the Holy Spirit is, is there to equip you. You don't have to do this by your lonesome. But I do want you to know that love doesn't always come easy. I do want you to know that it takes some diligent work. Just as I mentioned at the beginning with your earthly relationships. You've got to work on it. You've got to cultivate it. You know, uh, uh, Hayden has moved out. He's married. He's got his own place in Natchitoches. Now, becoming a man. And Angela and I were talking the other day that, you know, you don't realize what it's like. Many of you that have faced this before as an empty nester, you don't realize what it's like and, and what that person contributed to your household, to your family. Even if they came home and went to their room and locked the door. Hello, teenagers. We miss him being there. We miss his conversations. And, and Parker's just got a, another year or so. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's hitting us really hard emotionally, you know. Um, not having those boys there as much as they are now. And, and it's just, it's been, it's been unusual uh, not to have Hayden there, and he's in his own place. And, and it caused me to think about, in relation to what we're studying here, how many of you didn't realize that because of your lack of time in God's Word, because of your lack of a quiet time, because of your connection with church, maybe you haven't been attending church as usual, how many of you are starting to realize that the Holy Spirit at some point because you weren't in the Word, because you weren't praising Him, because you weren't in church, you drifted. You drifted from that presence. 
doesn't change yesterday, today, forever. But you've drifted, and how many of you are just now realizing that it's been a while since you've sensed me? It's been a while since you felt that presence, but it's because you did not cultivate that relationship. It's really an eye-opener when you are walking with God, when you are intentional, because there's that key word, being intentional. When you intentionally have a quiet time, when you intentionally praise Him, when you intentionally listen to praise and worship music, when you intentionally share the gospel, when you intentionally come to church on Sunday, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, when you intentionally do things walking with the Lord, it is amazing the result that it has in your life, but the reverse is also true. Cultivate that walk, cultivate that relationship. Thankfully, we have a model in Jesus Christ that we follow because I want you to flip over to, or excuse me, stay in John chapter 14, but look at verse, look at verse 21. Verse 21 of John 14. Same chapter, same section about your love and obedience being connected, but he says in John 14 and 21, the one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. It's not about lip service. It's not about saying you love God. If you love him, you'll keep the commands. Now drop down to verse 31. Verse 31 of the same chapter, chapter 14. On the contrary, I'm going away so that the world may know that I love the Father just as the Father commanded me, so I do. It is the model of Jesus. He loved God the Father. He obeyed God the Father. He followed God the Father. God the Son gives us the example that you and I are to follow, that love is connected to obedience. Jesus loved the Father. He followed the Father's purpose. He followed the Father's plan. He followed the Father's will. That's the model that we have. We not only have a comforter, a Holy Spirit that will go with us, that will guide us, that will show us how to do this. We have a model to follow. We have a recipe to go by. Now look, I, I, I cannot, I'm not a good cook. I'm a good griller. Can I get a witness? I can grill some steak. Hello? I, I, I can grill some sauces. I'll even grill some asparagus and some corn on the cob, somebody. But listen, if even though I, I'm, not a, I'm not a natural cook, and even though I don't know much about cooking, and I didn't take culinary classes like my boys did, here's what I know. You ready? If you give me a recipe, and you show me the ingredients, and the recipe gives me a step-by-step, I can do this. And I'm incompetent when it comes to cooking. But if you give me a recipe, and you show me how long what to do, what to stir, what to use. I feel like somebody. I feel like them like I said, bam, I can do this. Bam, I am amazing. I mean, a recipe tells you what you need to know. God's word tells you what you need to know. It's there. It's lined out. This is not a mystery. The recipe gives you the step-by-step, step, and Jesus gave you the example to follow. Loving Jesus is not merely, merely a feeling. 
It is an active, abiding, ongoing relationship, following God and obeying God. If God told us in his word, if he, if he only told us in his word how much he loved us, then here's what you need to know. You can trust it. If he only told you that he loved you, then because it's God and because it's God's divine word, that's it. That's all you need. But he didn't just tell you that he loved you. He chose you by giving his only begotten son who died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins and my sins so that we could have a relationship with him and so that we could be born again and receive heaven and eternal life. God didn't just tell you that he loved you. He demonstrated it. And watch this. God demonstrates his love towards sinners. God demonstrates his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ Jesus died for us. It wasn't when you got your act together. It wasn't when you finally started doing the good thing, the right thing, the church thing, the Jesus thing. No, it says God demonstrates his love toward us while we were yet sinners. It's just like that song says. He, knew, he knows me, yet he loves me. See, some of you think you like me. But if you really knew me, if you really saw me on my bad day, if you cut me off in traffic, you'd see a different side of me. You just think, some of, some of you just think, I rode with you, road race. Don't even say nothing back there. Lord have mercy. This man picked a fight with a Bossier City employee one time. Told him how the cow ate the cabbage. Man looked like Santa Claus and, and uh, Butch tried to pick a fight with him. Well, he cut me off. Well, it ain't worth dying over. that <laughs> but God didn't just tell you I love you he showed you he didn't just tell you he showed you love demonstrated love in action there was a ruthless wealthy businessman who was widely known and not very respected not very well liked and he one time told Mark Twain he said Mark or Samuel, <laughs> he said, one day before I die, I'm going to go to the Holy Land, and I'm going to climb up on that Mount Sinai, and I'm going to shout out the Ten Commandments before I die. And Mark Twain said, hmm, I got a better idea. Stay at home and obey them. Obedience is evidence of love. Obedience is evidence of love. Do you love him? Do you love him? Do you obey him? Obedience is evidence of love. Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, pray that today the Holy Spirit would do a work that only he can do.